morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's um, pre-market trade plan. The whole objective of this session, as you all know, is for us to be as prepared as we possibly can for today's trading opportunities. Um, good morning to those of you that are perhaps new to this particular session. Um, we go through it pretty quick. The, the whole purpose of this is obviously to, to get our analysis done before we get to our trading desk at 8 o'clock, um, before we start making trading-related decisions. So this is about um, our ability to analyze market fundamentals, have a look at risk sentiment, and then position ourselves technically in these markets and decide where the best possible opportunities may lie. Now, we've not made much progress since yesterday afternoon. We had a little bit of upside, a little bit of downside, um, not really sort of kicked on to any great extent. However, we've got a major news event later on today, which um, we think is, is, is very important for the next big move in these markets. So let's get straight into it. And we'll start, of course, with our risk warning. Take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning uh, currently up on screen. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Um, good to have you with us as always. Okay, so um, just as a quick introduction then, uh, all profitable traders, they need to make decisions regarding, of course, which markets do we trade? Uh, where do we then enter and exit these markets? This is your technical trading strategy. But there's more to it. Your ability to manage risk is profoundly important for us, as you know, and our, our ability to manage trades to a successful outcome. Now, we put up with a bit of a pullback yesterday across some of the markets we're in. We're still in decent profit overall, but we, we are looking for that next leg to the downside actually across all the markets we're currently in. So trade management, very, very important factor with trading these markets. We're, we're a lot more proactive if the market fundamentals shift or change. If they don't change and we have some potential news events coming out, that are likely to support our trades, then there's no need for us to really panic or, or to you know exit too early. So trade management, very, very important. And trading psychology, of course, um, we always make reference to. And these are things that we do consider live every single day in our live trade rooms. And we talk about in, in quite some detail um, from a practical application perspective as well, not just purely educational, but um, you know how do these things impact us when we make decisions? Uh, and we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach. If we're chopping and changing what we're doing and what we're looking for and how we get in and all that sort of stuff, it makes it very difficult you know, for you guys to, to kind of follow, as you know. Um, be accurate with levels that you use. They're not kind of randomly generated levels. They're, they're always kind of, they have a technical edge to them. Um, be disciplined with your capital. Uh, and of course, times of, you know, you need to know when to trade and when not to trade. Um, sometimes you do have to sit on your hands and be a little bit patient, especially in these quite choppy markets. All right then guys, good stuff. Let's get straight into it then. We'll start with a review of potential market moving news. So we've been talking about now for the last couple of days that we've got an important news event this Friday, this Friday afternoon, which is likely to, we're likely to see a little bit of a market response off the back of it. Um, we've got, um, if we kind of take you back a little bit, um, we've got, kind of a mixed bag on, on the manufacturing and services sectors across the Eurozone, across the UK. Um, and if you look down here, we actually got broadly quite positive numbers regarding US services, PMI numbers, and, and the manufacturing um, data is coming out slightly stronger than expected, but still in a period of contraction. So we really do, um, the, I suppose the UK is ironically performing marginally better with services expanding quite considerably um, above perhaps many of its peers and, and the manufacturing 
at coming in way above expectations. So really not as bad on the manufacturing and services side in the US, in the UK, as would be expected. Uh, just to comment on the fact that central banks are still in this rate hiking cycle, um, and we saw a further 50 basis point rate hike from the RBNZ, and that's really kind of setting the tone. We've got high inflation, central banks are trying to respond to that by raising rates, and it just looks at this point, we had FOMC on, on Wednesday, um, there is the desire to keep pushing rates higher. So those narratives around rate pivots and the fact that we'll be reducing rates pretty soon um, doesn't seem to be in, in the pipeline, although traders are willing to trade that narrative with their capital quite forcefully at times. Perhaps yesterday is, is maybe a decent example of that. Um, so yesterday we had uh, GDP numbers coming in actually lower than expected. This is the, the second round of GDP numbers. So we wouldn't have expected a massive deviation, but we did see them come in slightly less than, than expected. Um, another big surprise is the unemployment claims in the US. Um, we keep sort of anticipating 200,000 claims in the US and they keep coming in lower than that. And you would think ordinarily that is kind of good news for economy, low unemployment, loads of people um, uh, in employment, very few people unemployed. Uh, you would think that's a good situation for these markets. The reason why it's bad is just purely down to the Fed wanting to na navigate a, 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 a kind of a soft landing. They want to address inflation, push up rates, make the cost of living that more uh, expensive for all of us in terms of debt repayments, credit card bills are going up, mortgages going up. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they're trying to impact demand and they want to see a bit of positivity. Um, they want to see unemployment rate go up actually and um they want to navigate this kind of recession we know there's a recession coming we've got inverted bond yields uh, which i'll show you in a second um so there's going to be a recession at some point the question is when is it going to be and how bad is it going to be and you, you will you will see both extremes um we're very much going to be quite data dependent very much in line with the central banks and we're looking to trade perhaps short-term opportunities uh, preferably to the downside for the time being and that can change at any minute where we can absolutely look at some buy trades that's the beauty about day trading is that you can you can change your narrative if the information shifts and changes so so that brings us into today um, so we've got a I suppose a, a contemplation really over the next um, few weeks just regarding the Japanese yield curve we're, we're seeing the end of Corona we've got this new guy coming in um, Kuroda, ironically, you know, achieved uh, what he set out to do, which was uh, he wanted to see inflation across the Japanese economy because they haven't really seen much over the last uh, 30, 40 years. So we've got this interesting dynamic, which could give us some really good opportunities across the yen uh, in the not too distant future. So one to keep an eye out for. Um, but the real focus of today's news is, is today's core PCE price index numbers. Now, this is the inflation figure that the Fed are, are keenly interested in. Um, why does that matter to us? It's really because the Fed are the ones that set the, the rate, um, the interest rate in the US. And this is that news event in here. So 130 core PCE price index. Look what it was previously, 0 0.3. Um, 
a bit of sort of growth coming in and we're actually anticipating a higher number uh, than the previous month. And regarding inflation, even though it's on a monthly um, on a monthly basis, we had ticked higher uh, PCE. We've kind of dropped back a little bit. Um, last week, we saw, you know, this little flattening out in terms, sorry, sorry last month, should I say, 0 0.3. And now it looks like we're just beginning to move in that direction. And therein lies the problem for these markets. If that happens, the Fed are likely to act a little bit more hawkish than anticipated. So this is one of the fundamental reasons why we are very comfortable um, sticking with the trades that were obviously in a, in a pullback phase yesterday. Um, whoops, let me, let me take that back. Uh, I want to share with you the kind of the two different narratives that are playing out in these markets. You might have seen, and especially those of you that were new, we, we've kind of, we discussed this quite a lot, guys. Um, there's been two narratives playing out uh, since the end of last year, uh, since sort of October, November time. You know, the market started to turn. They then got really quite bullish in sort of January time. There was a really bullish um, uh, outlook. And the reason for that bullish outlook is as follows. It's, it's really this narrative that the, 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 the Fed were going to pivot regarding rate hikes. So they were no longer going to push rates higher. They were going to pivot. So they were called, they were, they would be referred to as a very dovish central bank. Plus this narrative is coming in that the, the, the Fed are trying to engineer and they're likely to engineer a very soft landing. That's very little economic impact, uh, even though they're raising rates. Because normally when you raise rates really quite aggressively, it has a knock-on effect at some point and, it, and there is a lag. So it is quite difficult to, right now to say what the impact is going to be in 12 months' time. And there's a lot of concern about, you know, a hard landing that the, that the economies are going to hit a bit of a rock. What this will do for us is it'll present some fantastic uh, opportunities for us. And um, that's what we're that's what we're going to be looking to trade. So we had been in this this little camp here. Um, the, the risk on camp. You know, the fact that indices continue to push higher um, before the drop there two weeks ago, it, it kind of became the stupid trade, but there was still the desire to push prices higher. Um, we have to try and overcome that. It's kind of an, an inbuilt resilience. It's this refusal on behalf of certain participants in this market to actually accept the market fundamentals. They refuse to accept them. So they continue to pile in and push push prices higher. All, all your meme stocks are a really good example of that. Often a lot of the cryptocurrency markets are a really good example of that. A market having resilience for, for no major reasons because a lot of the, the backdrop and the fundamentals are actually really quite bearish, but yet they continue to push higher. The dollar um, over the last couple of months has taken a pretty significant uh, pullback. And bond yields, you know, had dipped lower for quite some time with commodities, um, you know, threatening to push higher. And the thing is now, uh, all of this is beginning to shift. So we're kind of shifting from one narrative to the other. And um, now we are actually more hawkish with our, with our overview of this markets. So we're looking at the inflation data and all the economic indicators and purely simply saying, you know, this Fed need to push rates higher. So we're very much in the higher rates for longer camp. We're not in the, the rate pivot camp. Um, we do anticipate 
really quite sticky at best uh, inflation, potentially even higher inflation than expected. And, um, and this narrative of kind of a hard landing, a hard economic landing, a lot of unemployment, a lot of delinquencies, a lot of, um, you know, stress across different sectors, services, manufacturing, um, retail sales, all of these sorts of elements will start, you know, reporting really quite negative data. And this is, this is really brought about by the fact that the Fed are so aggressive at rate hikes because they have to be. So quite a complicated sort of backdrop. We try to want to reference this as much as possible because if you're trading with this in mind, you do have a little bit of a bit of a heads up. So we had been firmly in this narrative. Uh, literally, we've been moving sideways there about four weeks ago, and we've just started to switch our bias now to these types of trades. So we can look for risk off market conditions, and that just purely means indices we expect to push lower. Um, the dollar we expect to strengthen for now. Uh, US bond yields, which are worth um, worth showing you guys, are, are kind of threatening to make new highs. Um, let me bring up the bond yields just to give you that context from a bond yield perspective. So looking at the two year as a little base case, you know, we got highs of 4.72. Um, we just peaked above those levels. Uh, I think was it yesterday or the day before, and now we've just softened off the highs. So we did get a peak yeah, 4.73. So a slight new peak in two year bond yields. Um, and the higher that these these bond yields push, um, the the lower the equity markets are going to fall. So what we're anticipating is actually further upside here, and this is going to be um, supportive. This is the narrative, and the, sorry, this is the correlation we want to see with our current open trades. If we see this happen in the two-year Treasury yield, we're very likely to see these equity markets continue to drop. So that's our narrative. That's what we're looking to trade. So the question is, uh, do we have some decent opportunities to get into? And this is what we want to see. We want to see a little bit of, well, what we saw yesterday in the end was um, a considerable amount of indecision across most of these markets. Does that change our bias? No, it doesn't. We just wanted to sit through, you know, this is one of these situations where you want to sit through the price action and, and not be, um, uh, and not be too too erratic about it. Just try to stay calm. We have all the fundamentals, you know, supporting our trade. We're already in profit across all of these markets. We're only in a little bit of profit uh, in gold to the downside, but we're um, it looks like we're beginning to roll over. So we want to see all these candlesticks turn red. We had, um, I suppose, a, a pretty significant pullback across the U.S. oil market. But you can see the US indices, you can see the fact that um, yesterday we had some downside moves. We also had some, you know, prices were considerably higher. We've got this, um, I suppose from a technical perspective, let's look at this on a, on a bigger time frame. So just to explain the context of this market, we've been in a bit of a, excuse me, oh, I do apologize. We've been in a bit of a sideways moving market, although the, oops, the price action before it was very much to the upside. So, um, so we've come from a bit of a, 
a, a bullish market condition. We all know from early December, you know, the markets really kind of kicked on to a certain degree and started to turn very, very bullish very, very quickly. But look at the last since, um, you know, early February, you know, for a good two and a half weeks, we really just drifted sideways. And we want to use this market to determine the situation regarding uh, risk on or risk off. We've had some strong rejections to the downside. We had some strong rejections to the upside. Broadly speaking, just drifted sideways. Um, we were able to sort of get in at these higher levels uh, two weeks ago. As many of you know, uh, last Friday, we, we bounced off these lows and we wanted to close out before the end of the week. We want to do the same this week if we can. Uh, ride it for a few well this was only a day and a half um, but we had to be patient during all this time here um, we needed the, the price action to kind of fit our analysis then we saw the significant drop um, and then Monday was actually bank holiday so we weren't too fussed about getting involved and we were able to pull the trigger yesterday on the um, sorry on, I think on Tuesday to the downside just having to put up with this this little bit of uh, indecision at these levels but our expectation is really to see further downside, perhaps not that much downside, but perhaps a, you know, a little bit more downside. So, so, so far, so good on the trade. You know, if we kick on a little bit, we want to sort of mitigate risk. That's really what we're going to be focusing our attentions now on today. There is an opportunity. Um, the Dow Jones is in the same situation as the DAX. Our, our trades of choice really are, are the S&P and, and the, the NASDAQ. Uh, the tech stocks as well we think there's plenty more downside and we spoke about these lows around the 12,000 level we, we would anticipate perhaps down to you know 11,900 so there is uh potentially in a, a 300 uh, sorry a 250 pip move potentially down to these lows and we want to give it every opportunity to let our winners run that's an important feature about how we trade it takes a lot of stress and anxiety out of our trades and um, there's times where we need to be really proactive. Uh, you know, we might get a little bit of a swing trade over a, you know, a number of hours. And we want to be quite proactive, booking profit on the day. And there's other conditions like now where we want to sort of allow the markets to... Um, we know that the buyers are going to fight these markets. We know that they're coming, going to come in aggressively. Um, we want to almost allow that to happen because that would be our expectation for that to be the case and um, allow them to be beaten down because it adds more volatility to the downside eventually. But today's news event, the PCE numbers are going to be really quite important to that outcome. Um, so we'll be talking about it now in our live trade room very shortly. So Bitcoin rolling over to the downside. Let's, let's you know, we're still at this lower end. Um, I know many of you do like to sort of ponder on these cryptocurrency markets. We don't trade them just to clarify, as you as you know. Um, we do comment on them. Um, what we can clearly identify, really, if we look at it on the long-term daily time frame, is we're in nothing more than just a prolonged sideways moving pattern. The breakout of this level, and we need to be mindful, we've got really significant lows uh, in this level as well, you know, up at these levels here. So we've got some periods of, of consolidation to try and navigate which are slightly higher. But if we do get above that uh, 25,300 level, we'd probably expect some short-term upside. And the problem we've got is it seems to track the equity markets and our, and our bias to, in those markets is very much to the downside. Um, so, I mean, that correlation can unwind pretty easily 
we would assume it's not for trading but it's far too volatile and um especially don't go near it with any kind of leverage okay so um so elsewhere so we're going to stick with our equity markets to the downside we're going to uh, look to mitigate risk in the trade in the, the live broadcast shortly um that'll be one step that we can take uh, our bias is very much to the downside let's see how that unfolds so oil we're still in this trade to the downside we mitigated risk um was it yesterday we mitigated risk um above the two-day high at that point if this market reverses and starts breaking higher we kind of want to be out of that trade so we've taken probably half the risk uh, off the trade and this market can uh can roll over very, very quickly. It can also push higher very, very quickly as well. So um, no decision really needed for US oil. Gold, our bias is still to the downside. We didn't really make too much progress yesterday. We did make technical new lows, but we would, with this CPE number, we would expect a bit of further downside for gold. So we just gotta be careful. Um, we did mention the yen. Um, if you look at the yen across across the dollar, it's it's really done nothing for the last week. So we are quite interested in kind of backing off a little bit. Um, we've made an attempt to kind of break to the upside in the euro dollar, and same situation for the pound dollar. And it looks like we're threatening to potentially push higher again. Um, one trade that we're going to keep an eye out for, and could be kind of next week. Um, we've got strong resistance uh, around this level as you can see here we're, we're very very careful and very mindful and we've already had a bit of a move up to this little zone here and then we're now experiencing the pullback so if we want to start trading markets like the euro yen to the downside which looks like it could be probably more of an important trade in the not too distant future we want to see a structural failure we want to see this market attempt to make a new high and then fail in fact that's the low there isn't it so an entry around the 142.40 level um could be the area but we need the market to perform as per our expectations we're not interested in just selling uh, you know a random buying candle we want to see the road the the rollover to the downside and then at that point we would certainly look at this trade as being potentially a decent quality especially if the if the boj are serious about um expanding their yield curve they've been controlling bond yields in in, in japan for quite some time uh, if they extend or they 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 made the decision there a few weeks ago to increase bond yields they were between zero and i think uh, 0.25 and now they've increased that to 0.5 so they're, they're slowly expanding they're allowing um the, the the boj to kind of step back just a little bit allowing more capital to flood towards the end and we're likely to see at some point not now clearly not now but at some point there'll be some potentially decent yen trades to try and take advantage of okay so let's wrap this up then guys we've got our theme is very much the same equities lower potential dollar higher so we'd expect the euro dollar to continue its progress to the downside same situation for the 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 pound dollar we'd expect further downside progress is kind of bouncing off the lows a little bit at the moment we for now expect the dollar to to push higher against the yen and the dollar swiss is, is continuing to make its progress we're we're in 
uh, a few correlated dollar markets. So we're not going to add uh, to these um, markets just uh, just today. Now we're kind of at the latter stage of, I suppose, booking in profits. But there's clearly an opportunity to continue to to trade uh, the the dollar. And uh, we'll have a look at these trades for those of you that want to try and take advantage of one or two. Um, there's definitely potentially an opportunity in the dollar Swiss to the upside, dollar CAD potentially higher as well, Aussie dollar to the downside. Um, we're not quite there yet in terms of the, the breakout to the downside for the New Zealand dollar. And we do have a lot of these with, with these markets. We do have some very important um, moving averages, which we're, we're kind of running into. And you can see how these markets can perform um, and, and can even bounce back into these important levels. So further downside without a shadow of a doubt. So our overall bias is very much um, indices higher. Uh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, indices lower, US dollar higher. And that's what we're going to maintain. We're going to maintain that bias um, for the remainder of the day. And we're very much in this camp here on the right hand side of your screen. That's what we're looking to see. We'll be monitoring bond yields and we want to see indices lower and dollar higher. So hopefully we've just made it sort of relatively simple and straightforward. Let's go ahead and um, yeah, let's go and put our trade plan together, guys, so we can leave you with this. We'll post it, uh, of course, into the chat box for you. So our market summary. Um, yeah, we're still expecting further uh, risk off market conditions. Um, you know, it's, it's largely due to the FOMC, the FOMC meeting minutes on Wednesday and the fact that the Fed are likely to continue their hawkish um, approach to rate hikes. So still expecting further risk off market conditions uh, as we await uh, US uh, ECE price index numbers. So there's some, some of these inflation numbers you know, the Fed wouldn't be uh, over uh, over too too excited about um, this uh, PCE number, price index number is really quite important and uh, very likely to have an impact on prices. So our bias is as as it was pretty much yesterday morning. U.S. indices still to continue to the downside, uh, with the dollar to potentially push higher. We'll have a look at some of those dollar trades as well. Um, U.S. oil looking to sell. Yeah, we got a little bit of a strong bounce yesterday, so we can certainly take that away. And like I said, we're going to be coming uh, and, and managing our trades and hopefully, like last week, uh, book in you know, considerable profits as the day unfolds. So apologies for those of you, perhaps if, if we discuss things um, and you perhaps don't, perhaps doesn't make too much sense, guys, um, do bear with us. Do give this, I suppose, session a bit of time to actually uh, you know, make a little bit of sense. And, um, you know, over time, you, you'd be notified of, of I suppose, the, the, the opportunities that we look for. And we regard these as, as quite high probability trades. So looking for further downside as far as the U.S. indices are concerned and the U.S. dollar. We're at the end of we're looking to close out these trades today, guys. So we've got a, you know, basically a few hours before we start looking for some uh, new opportunities uh, early next week. So um, it's about trade management for us at this stage in, in the process. So it's just a little insight.
Um, let me post that into the chat box for you. We'll let you go. We're just a couple of minutes late switching across, switching rooms. Um, okay, let me post this into the chat box. Hopefully you understand and, and oh, there you go. Uh, you understand the the context behind these trades, the narratives that are, are playing out in front of us. And uh, that's what we're looking to take advantage of. Great stuff, guys. So listen, on that note, thanks very much for joining us. You may have some questions, guys. Don't hesitate to post them into the chat box. Uh, we're obviously here to sort of navigate you through these markets. And uh, we appreciate we do fly over things, some things pretty quickly. Um, bear with us. It does take a little bit of time to sort of understand the, I suppose, the... Um, the terminology that we use and, and the way we try to sort of navigate through these markets. So uh, it's a it's a bit of a process. Great stuff, guys. Um, we will, uh, if you do post any questions, we'll close them off just before we close off the broadcast uh, or we get back to you rather. Just to let you know, we do trade these markets fully live and interactive every single day from 8 a.m. for the European trading session. And again, uh, actually from 12.45 p.m., um, one o'clock is the U.S. Open. We just do a little bit of sort of... Um, a uh, bit of analysis just prior to that session. So if you want to join us at 12.45 for the US cash open, do feel free to do so. For more information, just simply go to thelivetrader.com and we look forward to uh, to seeing you soon. Right then, guys, we'll switch rooms. Um, we'll, we'll be moving over to the European trade room, live trade room now in just a few seconds. So from everyone here, take care, enjoy the morning. Uh, have a good weekend if we don't see you again, guys, and we look forward to um, seeing you next week. Let's go again. Bye for now.